Welcome to Reddit Reads, our slash pro revenge. Our first Reddit post is from Felaterzud. Mock my mother's death, I bankrupt you. So this could be a very, very long story. I'll try to summarize where and when I can. My now ex-wife Kate and I moved to an apartment in 2010. The house as a whole was a renovated townhouse split between two sides with two apartments on the bottom and two apartments upstairs addresses ending in 126,128 accordingly. I was the biggest fan of the apartment as it was a much older building that I had ever lived in but I quickly adjusted to the wood creaking throughout the night. On the initial walkthrough we noticed that the only problem was that there was a dip in the bathroom ceiling. The landlord, Jay, promised us that he would get it fixed ASAP. One year to the day that we moved, and there was a loud crash at Forum. The bathroom ceiling had collapsed and there was tilling, and wood all over over the floor and in the bathtub. Now Kate was typically the aggressive one, while I was more passive and laid back, and she kept calling Jay throughout the day. When she got in touch with him at around 9, she explained what happened and insisted that it be fixed immediately. Jay rebuffed, yelling that his girlfriend was a lawyer and he didn't need to do anything. Now this is where I got mad. I went outside to have a cigarette and to call him myself. I feigned a relaxed demeanor and at first he began trying to talk to me as a bro and kept saying, dude, I'm gonna get someone out there but it's gonna take a few weeks. When he called Sway me that way he began yelling about his girlfriend and her knowing the law. What he was unaware of was that I had read the tenant laws in my state and so, as he tried to lie I waited until he was finished, and I then recited the law stating that if an apartment was considered uninhabitable then the landlord needed to pay for the tenant to stay in a place until it was resolved meaning he would have to pay for us to stay in a hotel of our choosing. He tried to say that our upstairs neighbor Phil was the super, but he wasn't sure if he could get him down there that night. He placed me on hold, then came back a few minutes later and said that Phil and his girlfriend were out of state. I rang Phil's doorbell and asked with the J on speakerphone if he was assigned as the super. He laughed and said no. Dejected J said he would have people out there the next day Previously, he said they were busy for at least three weeks. There's more to this incident, but it led to two conclusions. If you're going to lie then, there has to be a consistency in your lie, and make sure that the people you lie to do and to communicate with each other. Fast forward to a year later. This is where a feud started between me and my Kate versus him and his mother. She was the original landlord and gave the house to him so he could begin to make a side profit. Jay stopped coming to the house and his mom began doing the pickups. Around this time my ex and I had been laid off and we were working with Social Security for food, health and housing insurance. We were approved for all three in April but we would not get the check until May. When our typical check was in the landlord's mailbox, he immediately gave a summons saying that he was taking us to court for eviction. The day we went to court he had no lawyer and, going before the judge, here is the summation, or rather a non-verbatim account of how the case went. Judge, does the defense have a means to pay within 90 days of non-payment? Us, yes, your honor. 
hands over paperwork showing that he will be reimbursed for April and may judge, I see no problem. They are breaking no laws. Why are we here, J? Well, your honor. They have been bullying judge, I don't care. Unless they are breaking a law, then this case is dismissed. Suffice it to say, Jay and his mothers were not happy. Around this time in my life, things were tumultuous. My mother, who had been battling lung cancer for four and a half years, succumbed to it in June. This happened at roughly the same time his mom came knocking, looking for payment. She took her fingers and began rubbing them together, pretending to play the world's smallest violin. I explained that I would leave the check in the mailbox when we got back from the funeral home and to please just respect my right to mourn. I will never forget what she said next to my mommy just died. Woe is me. She probably had it coming. I want my money. I don't care if your entire family is dead. She smiled smugly, proud with what she had just said. I saw red and my heart jumped into my throat. I went, grabbed the check, and handed it to her in absolute shock that anyone would say something so. I went into rage mode, but not in the way you would expect. Fucked up, she had finally managed to push a button that very few people have known throughout my life have gotten close to pressing. The revenge. We were always told that if a health inspector came by to not open the door. I waited until August. Since that was the month before the lease was going to run out, and we knew they would not extend a renewal. I walked up the block to Town Hall to ask for a health inspection of our property. It was scheduled for several days later. Now it's important to know several things. I was friends with all of the tenants. Phil had moved out with his fike, but the new tenant was a really cool girl around my age named Donnie. Tom and Hannah on the other side of the downstairs floor had moved out in July and Jay was still looking to fill it. The only one who wanted to stay out of this was Rose on the upper right apartment. I also knew that Donnie was moving out in September a month after Kate and myself. I had gotten permission and her spare key so I could let the inspector in Donnie's apartment and I knew that I could use the back staircase on the right side to let him in on Tom's now vacant apartment. The inspector came and it was glorious. He checked the exterior of the house, first noting that wires were exposed. There was an old empty dryer along with other odd clutter in the backyard. I bought him inside the shared entrance, and as I was counting on, he noticed that the last inspected dated back to 1994, 18 years. This meant that for each year, he did not have an inspection, there would be appropriate fines. For our apartment, we had black mold growing in our bathroom, and the bubble in the ceiling had begun to regrow to problematic proportions. Upstairs, Donnie's apartment was suffering from leaks in the ceiling, and it looked like her bathroom ceiling was also on the brink of collapsing. We then went to the basement. The boiler was on the verge of exploding. There was flammable items along with gasoline, and a pack of matches sitting right beside it. Two things that I did not know was, the fire door that separated the two sides did not close all of the way, rendering it moot. To be honest, I had never heard of a fire door until that day. On the right 128 portion basement side, there was a toilet, a toilet that had blown up. 
It had coated the surrounding walls, and the leakage prevented us going up to the floor via the right side. We stepped outside, and he said he needed to come back. The entire time, the inspector was photographing and writing constantly. When I asked why he said he had run out of space, to write down all of the infractions he had filled the front and had written an entire page on the back portion, I thanked him and he was going to come back with the county inspector. We were gone when that took place, though I did ask him to send me a copy with the list of violations to my new address. I kindly and coyly asked, well, how much will it cost right now? He scratched his head and said around 2030 from what I can see, but it's probably going to be higher as this house was never licensed to be split into apartments. So we moved out at the end of August, but I got the updates from Rose. Because he was the current owner, he owed all current fines and no one knew could not move into the empty apartments until everything was up to code. Because three out of four were vacant, he was losing 4500 in potential rent. Now, here's the other thing. He handed the property back to his mother and had to file for bankruptcy. Every time an old tenant left and a new one was coming in, an inspection was supposed to be done. Now that all of the financial burden fell on her, they looked into the records and was she was fined for each time she had broken that Rule 705 typer. By the end of the year, Rose had moved out, so the place was hemorrhaging money. I sat back, proud of what I had done, and left it be. Haha, no, fuck that. I wasn't close to done yet. I felt like I had destroyed Jay, but my real target had always been his mom. I learned that she had eight properties throughout three towns in my county. I went to each one spoke to the tenants and said I was a concerned tenant from another property and asked if they had any problems with their apartments. Every person I asked described the apartment in very poor to intolerable levels and that the mom was effectively a slumlord. She would ignore problems unless someone turned to litigations. People rarely fought back because she knew that the occupants were of upper lower class minorities. She'd refuse their deposit and sink those into cosmetic repairs so that the apartment looked nicely furnished. Turns out that she faced pretty much the same infractions on every apartment she owned. It turned out she actually had 12 apartments, but I initially only knew about the ones that fell within my county. So, being the concerned person I was, I went to the inspector of the other two towns and asked for an inspection to be done with at least one tenant, if not more, would be awaiting the inspector when they came. From what I can tell, Jay's mom had been in the landlord business for about 3,540 years. The remaining properties in the next county over were given a mysterious heads up to perform a surprise inspection. That collapsed quickly. I learned two years later, 2014, that she too had to file for bankruptcy. Since we moved literally one block down the road from our old 154, I got to see Jay lose his primary source of income and have to claim bankruptcy, but also saw that his mother was also trying desperately to find a buyer for all of the apartments so she could pay off the fines. Jay and his mother camped out in front of our next apartment two days in August of 2013 before she filed for bankruptcy and guessing to scream at Meander Kate, so I called the cops and said that there were strange people standing in a no-parking zone and they kept looking up at the second floor. 
A cruiser swung by and told them to leave. I think I got my point across. I know I should have used the two months I spent monitoring everything to find a new job, but this was the one and only time I wanted to cripple a person where they hurt the most their wallets. None of this walled happened if you had just fucking fixed the ceiling before it collapsed, Jay. Drive had a couple of slumlords. They pushed me to a place where I snapped and so I went a bit crazy and bankrupted the slumlord and his slumlord mother as well. Edit did some editing for clarification purposes, but I wanted to thank you all. I never expected to have anything I posted get anything other than a few hundred likes. I'm especially grateful for those that gifted me awards, thank you so much. I wanted to clear up a few things that people have frequently left comments about. I was always taught to use wit versus physical confrontation. What she said to me was a sucker punch, and I was already in a state of shock from holding my mom's hand when she took her last breath, asked to write a eulogy and create two memory boards. I was already on autopilot when she said what she did, and the way I reacted was more me disassociating than anything else. If it was after the ceremony, I may have punched her, until she was unable to stand up whereupon, I would continue to pummel her until someone pulled me off. She reminded me a lot of Professor Umbridge from Harry Potter both in her mannerisms and attitude. Why did I not go outside when they camped in front of my new address? Two reasons. The first one being that the full brute of my revenge had not fully played out yet, and secondly because I hoped that the cop would give her a ticket. If he did it was a little bit less money she would have and shed know that I was the one responsible. Did they know it was me? Yes, they did. I knew he was going to though. I called Jay for the deposit back after the 90 days were over. You need to allot the landlord 90 days to pay you. When we left I went around every room and took photos of every angle. I also had a friend, Justin, who did the same with his camera. Like a good tenant should I also ask for the inspector to take photographs to show that we had caused no significant damage. When Jay told me that we had messed up the walls and the wood was warped, I responded with that's not what the inspector I called in said. He immediately hung up and blocked me. I lost the deposit, but it was still completely worth it. Each night I would use a marker to change the last two numbers. On an unrelated note, and on the much more petty side before, I moved out I would go on to the front lawn, where he had put up the sign saying there was an open apartment Tom and Hannah's, and put down his phone number. The modification was noticeable if you walked by during the day, but since I had the same marker and color then, if you were driving by you can't really tell. Every few days the sign would be replaced and, by the next morning, the modified number would be back. Even once we left Jay was still not taking the whole cannot rent until building is up to code seriously and so he was still putting up the signs. Trust me, since I was still in vengeance mode and I lived on the same block I began to not only change the number but I also began printing out signs that read you do not want to live here. Signed your friendly neighborhood tenant. That lasted until he took down the sign for good around. November, I know it's late in the game, but if you find yourself under these sort of conditions, look up the tenant laws in your state and use the law to your advantage. Even if it only inconveniences them, it's a step in the right direction.
It's even better if you can half-fend other tenants that are dealing with similar issues. Slumlords get away with this stuff a lot of time, and they do because they believe that people are ignorant to their rights. It's what happened to me at first, but I took the time to look up and study the law. This comment is from De Jerome. I'm entirely disappointed that you didn't go outside and mimic playing the world's smallest violin. This comment is from Chintoisanikul. You are a harbinger of justice and my hero of the week. This comment is from Hura Queen. I would have made a tiny violin, wrapped it up all pretty and gifted it to her. That was Reddit Reads, r slash pro revenge. If you like this content, please rate this podcast five stars. We upload new videos every day. See you tomorrow.